Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to r slash nuclear revenge, where this woman unfortunately gets harassed at a local bar. However, she has a trick up her sleeve, or should I say in her bag, as she then pulls out a pen knife to deal with this jerk. Try to harass my grandma, you might take back a nub. This story takes place in the early 60s in a medium-sized Midwestern city in a local neighborhood bar. The title of this story comes from my grandma's old saying. See, my grandma always carries a switchblade in her purse for protection. And she said if anyone ever tried to attack her, they might get her, but she's gonna take a piece of them. Hence her term, I'll take back a nub. First of all, some context about my grandma before we get into story time. My grandma was born in the deep south back in the 30s. She was one of four sisters who I'll refer to for the rest of this as the four sisters. My family decided to migrate up to a northern Midwest city in the 50s. Just for clarification, my family is African-American. So if you know anything about the United States history, you would understand why they would want to escape the deep south during this time period. My grandma was 20 something when she moved north with her husband, my grandfather. The rest of her family, her sisters, mother and uncle also moved up north. Because of housing discrimination, my grandparents were forced to live in the black neighborhood. The rest of the family also lived in this neighborhood and were basically within walking distance of each other. The thing to know about the four sisters is that they were all spitfires. They are some of the most caring women you can know and were all excellent mothers and grandmothers, but they were not to be trifled or messed with. If you cross one of them, that might be your butt. This was especially true of my grandmother, who was all of five foot one and fairly petite. The four sisters were quite the characters, and it didn't take the neighborhood long to know of these four sisters because of their crazy antics. They also loved hanging together on the weekends, either at one of their houses or sometimes at the local watering hole. On this particular night, my grandma wanted to go out for a few hours with her sisters. Only one could go, Aunt C. My uncle, my grandma's oldest son, was in charge of watching his siblings for a few hours on this lovely Saturday night as my grandma dressed to the nines and headed down about half a mile to the local bar to meet up with her sister. This was a pretty small bar that got a lot of regulars. My grandma had been there dozens of times and has plenty of stories to tell about her time there with her sisters and also with my grandfather. My grandma and Aunt C are lounging in the bar, having a couple of drinks and cracking some jokes with some of the regulars when a new character is introduced to the scene. This guy's name is Leroy. He was a regular as well. To picture this guy, I want you to think about a guy as skinny as Jimmy Walker and about the height of Kevin Hart. Combine this and make him about the age of 40 and you'll have Leroy. Now guys, I'm sure you all know who Kevin Hart is and how small he is, but this is Jimmy Walker, as you can see, a very skinny man. Leroy was a regular at the bar too, but then again, Leroy was a regular at almost every bar in town. You see kids, before the internet, online dating apps and hookup sites, the way most people met was at bars. Our good friend Leroy was notorious for wanting to have one night rendezvous with the ladies at the bar. 
Well, everyone knew his game, and after he'd had a few one-night stands with some of the ladies in the neighborhood, most now avoided him like the plague. This, of course, didn't stop him from going to bars on a weekend, trying his best to shoot his shot and hoping a lovely filly might come home with him for the nights. Leroy had flirted with my grandma and aunt on previous occasions, and even though he was told that they were both happily married, he kept trying to have a conversation with them. As soon as he entered, he once again strolled over there, trying to see if he could get some action with either of them. My grandma quickly told him not to waste his breath, but he sat down anyway. What surprised my grandma was that behind Leroy was another dude. He was well over six foot tall and handsome. My grandma honestly couldn't recall this guy's name, so we'll call him Jerk. My grandma knew right away that this Billy D. Williams wannabe was going to try and sweet talk and charm his way into some ladies' pants that night. It seems that he had his sights set on his first target, which would be, of course, my grandmother and my aunt C. It seems like our good friend Leroy was going to try and be this jerk's wingman. He started off with some small talk to my grandma, couldn't tell her how gorgeous she was and something about how, you know, getting lost with heater eyes and all that other nonsense. My grandma said that he had diarrhea of the mouth and pretty much let what he said go in one ear and find the nearest exit. My grandma quickly shut this clown down and let him know she wasn't interested. So then instead, he set his sights on my aunt. Now, even though my aunt can take care of herself, my grandma was always a little protective of her. This jerk made a comment about how nice my aunt's thighs were as he looked lustfully at her. My grandma quickly told this fool that my aunt was married and not interested in his nonsense. This is where the story changes and revenge comes into place. She's not interested and she's happily married, said my grandma. She can speak for herself, replied the jerk. He then said to Aunt C, Your legs must be tired because you've been running through my mind all night. Yes, this fool used the pickup line. Are you hard of hearing or something or a little slow? I told you she's married and not interested. You talk too much. Maybe I'll put what's in my pants down your throat. Now he actually said his D, but not sure if I can use that word. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where everything got real. Yes, everybody else in the bar knew you wouldn't and shouldn't talk to my grandma that way. She did not play for that nonsense. This is one of those times where you could actually hear a pin drop as everyone got quiet. My grandma exploded with an expected, What the frick did you just say? My grandma was seething with anger, but the joke played it off as if it was a good idea. My aunt C knew what was about to go down. She grabbed my grandma and started leading her to the door. You see, my sister knew what many other people knew and that my grandma kept a 38 snub-nosed revolver in her purse and typically a very sharp switchblade wrapped up in her bra. My aunt tried to leave my grandma out the bar to avoid any more confrontation, but my grandma wasn't having it. As she was being pushed out of the door by my aunt and another male customer, my grandma seized a nearby beer glass and flung it towards the jerk. Fortunately, glass didn't hit him and it erupted close to his feet, but it certainly got his attention. This well over six foot, well over 200 pound man jumped out of his chair and stormed towards my grandma, saying that he will kick her butt. My grandma replies, bring it on. She eventually gets fully outside and he decides to go outside too. He's a little apprehensive because a couple of the neighborhood bar dudes have gotten up to see this and he's afraid they might get involved. You know, since it's unacceptable for a man to hit a woman and all that jazz. The guys said they're not going to do anything and just want to watch. My grandma quickly pulled out the switchblade that she had in her bra, unwrapped it from the paper and looked him in the eyes and said, come on, mother You would think at this point that any civilized person might be apologizing further for the crude language he used earlier, or you would think that the guy, seeing that my grandma had heels on, might just walk away, knowing she's probably not going to chase after them. 
do you think this clown chose either option if you said he chose neither you'd be correct let's give you a prize with a woman with a switchblade bearing down on him he decides to stand his ground and doubles down by again calling my grandmother a female dog and telling her he is going to beat her butt he next starts putting his fist up ready and it's about to go down no worries no one says my grandma has to fight fair You see, what this clown forgot about was my aunt. While the jerk had his fists up ready to start striking like he's Mike Tyson, my aunt has conveniently taken off one of her high heel shoes. She uses the heel to bash him right in the shoulder blades. Of course, this staggers our young jerk. As he turns, looking at my aunt, screaming obscenities, it gave my grandma time to come and slice this fool right in the side. As our young jerk howls in pain, my grandma says to him, maybe I should slice something else off. The jerk staggered sideways, looking at these two infuriated women, one with her high heels still in her hand, and the other with a switchblade with the sight of his blood on it. Don't worry, he wasn't hurt too badly, as she sliced him but didn't stab him. By this time, a few other people are stepping in and are trying to calm the situation down, and the jerk left the scene. The Aftermath My grandmother heard from others that the jerk went to the hospital and got treatment for getting sliced on the side. This was the 60s, so no cops were called, and if they had been called, they probably would have been really slow getting to the scene. I've got no idea what he told the hospital staff and doctors, but regardless, I heard he got patched up and was no worse for wear. Rumor has it that he ended up moving to Chicago a few months later. He never tried to get revenge on my grandma for this, so there's that. My grandma says she wasn't going to tell my grandfather about what happened. He was an over-the-road trucker and was out of town when this event happened. But you know how things quickly go through the grapevine. He, of course, scolded her for this, but she just gave him a wicked smile and said that the guy deserved it and that he came at her, so it was self-defense anyway. I'm not sure that's exactly entirely true, but that's what she was sticking with. My grandma continued going to that bar every once in a while and was a bit of a legend. Our friend Leroy ended up being the epitome of a deadbeat dad. Rumor has it that he has something like 10 kids with eight or nine different women. My grandma still has the switchblade and yeah, she showed it to me. It's somewhere in her massive collection of items now. Otherwise, I'd attach a picture of it. I also learned that my grandma is a woman of her word because she actually took back a nub in the form of an ounce of flesh from this butthole. Hopefully you enjoyed this story about my grandma. She's told me the story a few times and was a little fuzzy on a couple of details as she is in her 90s now but I'll do my best to answer any questions. And there we go. That is the end of that story. Uh, Let me know in the comments. Do you think that this revenge was justified or not? Now, look, sexual harassment is objectively bad, but was this revenge a little bit too far? Did she have to actually slice this guy? I don't know. Maybe she did in order for him to learn his lesson and clearly it wasn't that bad of an injury, but wow, getting a knife out, that is uh, a top, top level. I mean, the main takeaway for me from the story is how stupid this guy is. I forget the harassment part. That's bad enough and that's dumb. Clearly, you've got to be a moron to even think about doing something like that but then seeing someone with a knife and continuing to try and fight them that where is your logic there it doesn't matter who has got a knife in front of me if someone has a knife out i'm not going to go towards them so dumb and to be honest he probably deserved it ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
there. Bait and switch spoiled by their own policy. About a year ago, I signed on with a company offering a fairly generous salary and good benefits for what seemed to be a less demanding workload compared to my position at the time. I go through the onboarding, so far so good. The whole unlimited PTO, Kool-Aid and whatnot. The week I'm set to assume my duties, leadership announces rather than salaried employees, across the board, we would be 1099 without benefits, with no guarantee of adequate workload. All other policies, aside from the pay structure and insurance, remained intact. They very much hammered this one home as some sort of consolation prize. Through public Slack channels, my new middle manager blisteringly rallied against the decision, very much backing their reports with ferocity I've never seen in a manager. I was appreciative. I'd left a salary position with this one to gain some stability, and now my income was zero, and there was no telling when I could earn given I had no accounts yet. I had two kids, and due to the cost of daycare, my wife is a stay-at-home mum. This would financially harm us horribly. Interspersed with my fear and anxiety were the constant reminders of the company's generous benefits offerings, which gave me an idea. That same infuriated middle manager was who approved my hours, expenses, and my PTO requests. Seeing an opportunity, I submitted three weeks of PTO. Within a few minutes, it was approved and signed off on. Now, due to those policies remaining intact, I was entitled to 40 hours worth of pay for the next three weeks, despite doing zero work, having no accounts yet, and having no intention of returning, thanks to their complete disregard for everyone below management. Those three weeks came and went. The policy was honored, and I was paid my full salaried amount as it would have been before the restructuring. On my day back, I was assigned one account and given six hours of unpaid meetings a week that were mandatory. I then submitted two more weeks of vacation and got it approved. I thankfully got callbacks from places I turned down for this position and accepted a previous offer plus 20% and signing bonus. I made tens of thousands I never earned simply because they took away my chance to honestly earn it and try to leave me with my butt in the wind. I'm still with that company that I subsequently joined and I've never been happier financially, professionally, and spiritually. Now, the thing that springs out to me about this story is that this doesn't sound entirely legal. Not what you did. I'm saying what they did, the company. Surely you can't offer somebody a full-time contract at a certain salary and then say, oh no, actually, you're not getting this. Like, that can't legally be allowed. They could fire you, but they'd have to pay you notice and they'd have to give you notice. I just don't see how this can be a thing, right? Am I wrong here? I feel like there's more to this story. If you were to go to the IRS, I feel like this could turn into even more nuclear than it was. Because ultimately right now, you only just got a bit of money out of them. You could have got them entirely shut down. Maybe that's something you want to do in the future. I don't know. Um, It feels like there's more to this than I'm seeing. Big respect to the middle manager, by the way. He is one person that you'd love to work for, just standing up, not just for themselves, but also for their employees. Good to see. The company though, very dodgy. I really want to know more. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.